0: Alright Frasiax, brand new episode of the Sarah Frazier Show. Uh, yeah, I feel like um, you know, whenever I skip a week, because Tuesdays, I always talk about my personal life. I love you guys, so many of you have followed me for a hundred years. We go over this like every single week because obviously I do have new listeners coming and checking out the show all the time. But my Tuesdays are for my rider dies, my and and my new rider dies. All about my life with Schman, moving to California, pursuing my dream of being a talk show host and producer and being on national TV. And, oh, we did get one step closer to that this week. So I'll talk about that. So anyway, welcome to Tuesdays and the Sarah Fraser Show. I am so glad and grateful that you are here. Love you all. We have a lot to get into today. You probably saw it on my social media. I did IUI. Um, and I will tell you the results of that today on the podcast. Um, I, I did a national TV gig. I will tell you more about that. And um, I was, I have to shout out Dumois. I want to, I want to shout out Dumois first. Okay. Uh, you guys, if you don't listen to Do You podcast or follow Dumois, Dumois has 2 million followers basically on Instagram. She's amazing. You know, kind of the mystery of Dumois is nobody knows her identity. I've never seen Dumois. So people, people say to me, all right, you've taped the Dumois podcast now twice. So what does she look like in real life? Like, who is she? I'm like, I don't know. She, whenever you tape with Dumois on her podcast, Do You, the, her producer is on and she's on, but the screen is always black. So you never see it, who Do is. So anyhow, I, I don't know her identity. I just know I love doing her podcast She gets tons of blind items, and then every single week in Do You, she discusses these anon blind items, and we had such a great time. I was on her podcast last Thursday, Go and Listen. We talked about Zachary Levy. We talked about Gwyneth Paltrow, all kinds of rumors about Gwyneth Paltrow out here in Hollywood. Is she a good person? Is she not? We get into that. Um... The last time I was on Do's podcast, we went viral because I had a comment about Scarlett Johansson. It's all there. If you love pop culture as much as I do, I love Do's show. And I love doing it with her and co-hosting. And we always come up with good tea and hot takes on people. So shout out to Do. Thank you so much. If you don't follow her, follow her. It's very entertaining. I love – one of the things she does is she posts all the celebrities, A-list to D-list celebrities that are on the dating app, Raya. If you're not on Raya, get on Raya. I think you have to apply. There's like a waiting list. I think for both men and women. I can't remember. I was gonna do it. I think did I? Okay. See, now I'm gonna get myself in trouble. Was Raya? Or... No, I was already Wishman when Raya dropped. Um, because if if I hadn't been with like if I hadn't been with Schman, I mean, I'm sure by now, I don't know, I would have been married and divorced to Macaulay Culkin. You know, I mean, I would have been on Raya and like hitting it. You know. Um, <laughs> but... But now that, Can you picture Macaulay Culkin and me together? What? Huh? I don't even know. I'd have him co-hosting this goddamn podcast so fast. So I love when she posts all the people that are on the Raya app. And we get into the rumor it was Michael B. Jordan. Is Michael B. Jordan on Raya? I say yes, by the way. I think I think everybody's on Raya. And Michael B. Jordan's back out on the hunt. So better best place to me is Raya. It's a high-end dating app. Love them. Um, all right, I'm just gonna get right into the IUI thing because I don't want to keep you waiting, and I'm depressed because it didn't work. It didn't work. I did IUI two about three weeks ago, and I took the test last week to find out if I was pregnant, and I'm not. And I, I'm actually like, I'm I, okay. Does anybody ever feel this way? I'm almost like you're in shock. So there's no emotion. Does anyone ever feel that way when situations happen? That is what I'm going through. So Schman and I have been trying for baby number two since September of 2021. So just about six months. Um, you know, when you're 40, like I, I read all kinds of things and My fertility doctor tells me, stop reading things, just, you know, focus on your own health and your body and the methods. And I'm like, I know, but I need to know the statistics, Uh, which the statistics are good. If you're 40, you have a 60% chance of getting pregnant naturally within a one year time. So I'm still plugging away at it, but I'm very impatient. And maybe this is something that just my body is holding up to me. But, you know, normally they tell you to try for, you know, I don't know four or five months and then come in and see their fertility doctor. I think I tried twice. And then I thought, oh, I'm not waiting four or five months. I'm like going in. So I went right in, started right up. And I really like my fertility doctor here in California. He's, he's, you know, very matter of fact and really good. And so he said, well, if you want to have a child with your own eggs, you basically have until the age of 42 we have the highest chance before the age of 42 for you to do IVF. Use your own eggs. Genetically test those eggs. P.S. Pick the gender of your child. Put them back in you. And if the embryo is healthy, I think there's something like a 70% chance it sticks and then, you know, you're pregnant. Um, Beyond 42, you're basically like looking at an egg donor. And of course, everybody's body's different. Some people need egg donors or maybe you're lucky enough to freeze your eggs. Oh my God, freeze your eggs. Can I not tell you this? Like a thousand times people used to tell me this and do you know how many times with the radio station I had the opportunity to freeze my eggs and I was like nah I don't need to I don't need to dumb bitch dumb bitch tattoo it on my forehead dummy bitch I should have done that I I, I could have gotten a $15,000 procedure for free y'all yes, for free what was I thinking I love free and I would have had tons of healthy eggs now because, because when I went for the initial test, when I was like 34, cause they look at your eggs, they were like, oh my God, you have tons of eggs. I was like, okay, well then I don't clearly I don't need to freeze them. <sighs> Bad move. So anyhow, what happens? People have question, like people have asked me, does IUI hurt? Like, what do you do? IUI is so easy. Now, does it work? <laughs> I mean, I guess clearly not. <laughs> I don't know if you want to spend the $3,000 because that's what it costs here in L.A. to do IUI. IVF is going to be like $25,000 because they said to me, oh, here's basically a coupon catalog. So some of the shots and things you can get discounted. So where it would normally be three grand, you can basically get $5,000 off in coupons. Terrific. Like that. that's great. Great. So... IUI is so easy. You take a pill, Clomid. It's supposed to increase your egg and your eggs, get your ovaries really cooking. You take it for like five or six days. You also take an estrogen pill because apparently Clomid can maybe like drain your estrogen level. You take the Clomid for five days. You like wait for five days and then your man goes in, gives a semen deposit they wash the semen, which essentially means they get rid of all the bad dead ones. Because I guess when they like, when <laughs> like me trying to talk about science, when they spit out the like, you know, <laughs> they spit out the sperm, right? All right. When, you know, sperm comes out, not all of them are aces, right? You know, some of them are dead. Some of them are a little wonky. So they wash the sperm and then they put this, t- the teeniest little catheter in you. It's like so easy And they just shoot the sperm in and then you lay there with your legs up in the air for 15 minutes and then they go think positive thoughts and take a pregnancy test in two weeks. And I took the pregnancy test and it was a negative. All right. I'm, I'm, I don't know. You know, I don't know what to do. Part of me, I'm trying to just get quiet and listen to my body. Should I do IVF? Should I just wait? Should I just get an egg donor? (sighs) I mean, you know, because my thing is, like, I am not going to spend. And I don't even know what one round. The next question is, what does one round of IVF entail? I was reading about this because I'm not spending $30,000 over and over and over again. Like, you know, I well, I say this, you know, I'm also trying to adopt. Like, we're going through the process where the next thing is, like, being matched with an agency to help you through adoption. So I... I'm like, what does one round of IVF entail? I believe it, you, the one round is like as many times as it takes to extract healthy embryos. So they get two or three healthy embryos, hopefully, and then they insert them in you and hope that they work. But then I think once they do that transfer, then if you want to do it again, it's a whole nother 30,000. So I don't know. I have to find out what it entails. Part of me is like, should I just keep trying on my own for another three or four months with Span, and then if nothing happens, do the IVF? Anyhow. Um, And, you know, the other part that I'm really struggling with, and I know this is something I have to figure out, but part of me is like, do I keep sharing this journey or should I just not? And I guess in my mind, in this weird way, I almost wonder like, oh, Maybe I need to just not share this part of my life and keep it quiet until, like, I get pregnant and have the healthy baby, you know? I don't know. So there's my IUI update. Love your emails. You guys have given me so many suggestions. I am I know I've got to go back and read. Somebody also suggested just an over-the-counter pill that helps with your um, egg you know, generation. So maybe I should just do that and see what happens. Um, yeah, you know, it's disappointing. It's a bummer, but I'm always an optimist. Always. I just, I believe life is getting better and better for everybody. And you know, it most of life is a mindset. It's what you make it because shit happens to every single person. And if it hasn't happened to you, you're so lucky. I hope it never does. Um, but for most of us, you know, life, is like ups and downs and shit happens. So I am very positive. I know we're going to have more healthy kids. I want three children. I always say I want three kids. I don't know who's going to take care of them uh, because, you know, <laughs> I like to podcast. I like my downtime. Uh, you know, I got a lot of stuff going on. So anyway, as always, you can DM me at the Sarah Frazier Show on Instagram. You can leave your comments. I'm, I'm posting all about it. So any suggestions of what you did? Um But I know it'll work out. And um yeah, I'm, I'm, but I'm a little, you know, I'm obviously bummed. I'm bummed. I'm trying not to read too much into it. And I'm trying just not to look at the credit card bill of, hey, don't you want to do another $25,000? It's like, ugh, it's a lot of money to have a child, like a lot of money. And, you know, I, I don't know. There's so many kids that need a family. I want to do both. So I know that if I turn it over to God, I'll know the right answer. And of course, your um, opinions. So there you go. (laughs) And your opinions. Um, How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast. For you to listen to, yes, I do. It's the Doctor John Delani show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Doctor John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families. Well, Doctor John Delani has over twenty years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions, and this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious you Natural conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavored Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with for her conception, for him, and the conception bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off conception for her, conception for him, and the conception bundle with the promo code Fraser20. That's Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The numbers two zero. Pop culture. You know, on Tuesdays, I obviously talk about my personal life, but I do like to talk about pop culture. And after I talk about this national TV show that we just filmed together. I have to discuss the Pam Anderson documentary with you. Oh, so good. I'm obsessed with her. Obsessed. Pamela, a love story on Netflix. Oh, my God. Ah, oh, I could watch it again. Cheer. Okay, are you guys... Does everyone remember Cheer? Remember Cheer also on Netflix? Ooh. Ladarius and Gabby Butler. You know, big Cheer stars. I'll tell you the feud that they're having involving blackface. This is nuts. And then, um, what was the other thing? I guess that was it, right? For pop culture. Um, Oh, well, you know, I mean, of course, so much is coming out about Real Housewives of Potomac, Robin Dixon and Juan. Did Juan have an affair? Did he not? Robin says that he didn't, and they did, in fact, get married. But if you want to hear a whole breakdown of that, it's later this week. Um, on Thursdays and Fridays, I team up with David Yontiff behind the Velvet Rope and I get we get so into the weeds of all the Bravo, mostly housewife stuff, because I I've loved housewives from the beginning. I'm like an OG watcher. And oh, the Robin Dixon tea is so juicy. You know, Juan was texting a woman, went to the MGM Grand Hotel in Maryland. I believe it was the MGM, could have been in Hollywood. Uh, casino and slots up there in Baltimore. But anyway, he put down his credit card because she apparently lost her wallet so she could spend the night in a hotel. Does any Is anyone buying this? She didn't have friends, family, her parents who could have called and given a credit card number for the hotel. She came from Canada. It's just the whole thing is very bizarre. All right, quick pause. Um, Dr. McGee is a top board-certified plastic surgeon in Bethesda, Maryland. All my DC fans, you need to go and see him. He is known for his mommy makeovers, breast augmentations, breast reductions, breast lifts, eyelid lifts you want it done on the body it happens okay he has been in business for more than 20 years when it comes to plastic surgery you do not want to skimp okay it's worth saving the extra ten thousand dollars have it done here with board certified top anesthesiologists. that's what you're getting when you book dr McGee. and new patients that mention the sarah Fraser show get 10% off everything from Botox to all procedures. Just mention the Sarah Fraser show when you book at cosmeticplastics.com and specifically ask for Dr. McGee. He's joining the podcast today to talk to us about the four top plastic surgery and pro- cosmetic procedures of 2023 that are going to be so hot. So hi, Dr. McGee. He's back. We, we all love him. We're going to see him, Dr. McGee. I know you guys have been going in, making your appointments at cosmeticplastics.com or you can and I'll give you the number right now because Dr. McGee is taking new clients. It's 301-493-4334. And of course you are a top board certified surgeon in Maryland. You see clients all over, including the Netherlands um, for mommy makeovers, tummy tucks, everything. So Dr. McGee, I wanted to have you back because I wanted you to talk to us about the four hottest cosmetic surgery procedures of 2023. What are they?
1: Um, I definitely think it's still going to be breast augmentation. Okay. Uh, breast augmentation, I think is still going to be number one, if not two. Tummy tucks, uh, kind of getting that, uh, the the post baby body back. Um, okay. Eyelid surgery, getting rid of the hooding skin and the, and the bags just to kind of refresh, especially everyone's on zoom these days. It's all about the eyes. Everyone's looking at the eyes and then, they're non invasive new non-invasive devices like Morpheus, which we have here in our office, which is a uh, I mean, radio frequency skin tightening. Uh, basically helps. It's not You're not going to get the same effect as a lower facelift, but for those patients who are not quite there yet or maybe want to try to do something to kind of get a little bit more skin tightening, we have the Morpheus device.
0: Okay. And so Morpheus is like, how long does it take? Is it a 30 minute procedure? And it's, it's kind of like a laser. Is it, Yeah, it's,
1: it's like, it has little needles that tighten the skin and uh, it's short. It's a quick office visit. You need several, several treatments. It's not a one-stop kind of thing. Um, but several treatments, uh, spaced a few weeks apart and you get some skin tightening and refreshing. <laughs>
0: Talk to me about how do you know you're a good candidate for breast implants? I mean, of course, anybody can do it. Maybe you just wanted, uh, you know, bigger boobs. Um, Okay, obviously like I've had a kid, I want to have another kid, they're starting to sag, one's bigger than the other. I mean, I'm just going to tell you all my things because you've seen everybody's body, so whatever, right? (laughs) You know, you've seen all the bodies. But how do you know you're a good candidate for breast implants? Uh,
1: Basically, number one is be healthy. Uh, Okay. Working, you know, working out, being healthy, definitely not a smoker. Um, smoking increases the risk of all types of cosmetic surgery. It impairs wound healing. So not being a smoker is definitely a good start. Uh, droopy breasts, uneven breasts, we can correct that. Uh, breast implants kind of add volume. Uh, if you need to be lifted at the same time, you can do that. You can have a breast lift with implants and one's larger than the other. You can use different size implants. If One is droopy and the other one's not. One side can maybe get an implant and the other side gets a lift, plus or minus an implant. So a lot of different things that we could do as plastic surgeons to give you as much symmetry as possible. No one's going to be 100% symmetric. It it doesn't exist. No one's 100% symmetric before. No one's 100% symmetric. Yeah. But we try to make them as close as we possibly can.
0: Oh my God. Okay. Dr. McGee, we are all on board. We're huge fans. We love you. Looking forward to booking our appointments in 2023. I've talked about this guys. I mean, Dr. McGee never offers discounts, but for Sarah Fraser show listeners, he is offering 10% off all surgeries. So all surgeries, Morpheus, Botox, whatever you come in, this is a great time to take advantage of all your services, cosmeticplastics.com. Or you can, and please follow Dr. McGee on Instagram. It's Dr. McGee, D-C-M-A-G-G-E. But you need to call, it's easiest to schedule an appointment because you do this great consultation process. It's about an hour and a half. You come in, you meet, explain everything. You guys talk over different things. So 301-493-4334 to book you. Um, Okay, you'll be on again. Next time, I just want to take a picture of all the Kardashians and I want you to go through and talk to me about every single procedure they've had. I think they look get so amazing.
1: Get big time trouble for that.
0: <laughs> they look so amazing, but I'm like, oh my god, they must have had so many things done. And and it, for a plastic surgeon, you must be able to see celebrities and know what they have.
1: Sometimes we can look at certain celebrities and say, well, you can see. Sometimes it's more obvious than the others. Uh, when you can see scars, that's when it's really obvious. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's like our girl Dolly Parton. I feel like she comes out with the scars. She's like. But I know, but they, you know, the Kardashians never really disclose what they do, but you know, they do so much to to look so good. So anyway, that'll be another trivia game. Okay, <laughs> Dr. McGee, we will see you soon. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. So I, Shman and I taped our first national TV gig. Okay. I cannot wait to share this with you. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to tell you when to watch it, how to watch it. I'm so proud. It, it went so well. I feel like this is the beginning I mean I I, nothing would be better really than to work with Schman in television I'm not sure that that's Schman's dream I don't think it is I think his his dream is to be out on a soccer field you know seven days a week running a painting robot straight like you know painting lines on a soccer field like Schman loves this okay but it was so much fun it has to do with pop culture and we're actually doing two episodes of this show. So you're going to get to see us twice and it will be out this spring. It was really fun. And I just, I like sharing these things with you because if you have a dream, oh my God, keep going. Keep, I I hope I say this enough, but keep putting one foot in front of the other because I just did this episode with Natasha yesterday about disappointment. For as many things that are going great in my life, then there's things like the IUI journey, the pregnancy journey, house hunting in LA, which is so depressing, okay? I could buy, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, it's just, listen, listen to that whole episode about disappointments in relationships and everything, but... One foot in front of the other, set a goal, I write down my goals, I reassess every 90 days or so, and I just keep trucking, even though it seems like many times I look at it and I'm like, oh, why is this taking forever? And I should just be grateful for what I have. And I am doing that. And then I fall back to old patterns. So anyhow, I love you guys. And I love sharing that. Um, all right. Pam Anderson documentary. Pam Anderson, a love story. I love this. I loved it so much. I've always been a fan of Pam Anderson since I've heard her on Howard Stern Show, some of her old interviews and her new one. What do I love about Pam? Pam, I just feel like there's something very likable about Pam Anderson and authentic. She's arguably been someone so famous. She's this gorgeous sex symbol that we've always looked up to And admired from Baywatch to Playboy. And Pam does it her own way. Like Pam doesn't... I'm really in this mode of admiring people. Because I'm very much like influenced by I think the crowds. Like you know what everybody's saying. I feel like I have to go along with. Otherwise you get backlash. I love that Pam Anderson says and does her own thing, right? Like, she's unapologetic about being in Playboy, which Playboy now, there's been a ton of documentaries. I watched the one, what was the big one, I think, on a and A. Obviously, you know, the women that were in that were, like, abused, brainwashed, so disgusted by Hugh Hefner and the entire Playboy brand. Many alleged that they were sexually assaulted. Um, it was not good. Pam Anderson had an entirely different experience and basically has credited Hugh Hefner and Playboy for her, you know, life and and her success. So what were some of the most shocking parts of the documentary? Oh, there were good ones. And a lot of people, by the way, are not happy about this documentary because her son did it and obviously she did it. And I do get that when... I always think, because they did a big Elvis, you know, documentary a couple years ago that was done by the family, and I always do think when you're, whenever the documentary is done by your family, you are getting a bias opinion, 100%, because they're doing these as kind of a legacy move, right, for people to always remember and celebrate all the great things about their careers. This documentary leaves you wanting a lot more about Pam's politics. She's obviously very close with Julian Assange, you know, who long time kind of whistleblower she wrote to vladimir putin to get vladimir putin to stop using like murdering seals um you know so she and and he he did ban that i mean she's but a lot of people are like why are you reaching out to vladimir putin clearly a murderer you know dictator she's always just done what she has felt is right you know for her or her mission right And some of the biggest revelations are she was, she and Tommy Lee's sex tape was one of the first, and it really was like the first huge celebrity sex tape. Came out like early aughts, like early 2000s. And she never made a dime off that. People have made hundreds of millions of dollars. She was offered $5 million, said no. To this day, would never take any money for the sex tape, it was a private tape that she always feels, and it was, it was stolen from a safe in she and Tommy's home. And she always feels like that was a private, intimate tape that was meant to be seen between the two of them. And she and Tommy have never made any money off it. Shocking. Her oldest son, Brandon, who did the documentary is like, yeah, I wish she'd taken the money. Like she should have gotten paid for it. Like, If you're going to be out there, you should have at least gotten it. You know, basically the documentary says, And she says this, she's not good with money. She's not good with money. And the documentary implies she doesn't really have a lot of money. Now, a former lover of hers has come back out of the woodwork. He's like a billionaire. He said, you know, he's leaving her $10 million just because. She doesn't really get into the relationship with Kid Rock, a.k.a. Bob Ritchie. I wanted way more of that. I used to be a huge Kid Rock fan and like, oh my god, he was so hot. I've met him in real life. I tried to hook up with him. He completely rejected me. Anyhow, I digress. Um, so you know, like I wanted a lot more about their relationship. She basically says she and Bob Ritchie that Bob was extremely good to her sons, but he, you know, a lot of her relationships kind of end with these men being extremely jealous and and violent in some way maybe not necessarily always towards her, but violent in throwing things and trashing things. Um, And, you know, it just, it doesn't work, you know? So that's kind of one reason. I wish they'd gotten into it in the documentary, but the rumor, of course, online, which I do believe has been confirmed now by Pam through interviews, is Pam appeared in a Borat film and was sexualized in the Borat film. And Bob... Richie, a.k.a. Kid Rock, did not know that she was in the film. And she took him to a private screening at, like, the head of CAA agency's home. And he, like, lost it and called her a whore in front of people there and that she was trash. And that was it. She ended the relationship. What? I mean, like, but I'm also, like, why didn't you think to tell your husband that you were appearing in a movie she was going to surprise him? Horrible move. You know, she's been married six or seven times. She loves being in love. It doesn't work out. You know, she's married and divorced, married and divorced all these times. But the kind of the most shocking part of this documentary is the documentary is really a love story. You know, Pamela, a love story is really about she and Tommy Lee and how Tommy Lee is the love of her life. Now she couldn't make it work with Tommy because very much like Bob Ritchie, only Tommy like physically abused her. You know, Tommy flies into a fit of rage over an argument that they had and strikes her. And I think, I don't know if like hit their son or something, but the domestic violence like got her to leave. And she claims that Tommy really wanted to work it out, wanted to go to therapy, like wanted things to to work and it didn't. However, she basically says in this documentary that he was the love of her life the love of her life she's never felt the same way they play all these private movies and you know videos of tommy almost as though tommy lee is dead like almost as though her spouse was killed and they are reflecting back on all these good times to the point where she even has to take a break you know while filming and come back to it because she's so kind of struck by emotion of how in love she was with tommy I have to tell you, I think Brittany Furlon, who is Tommy Lee's current wife, is handling this so well. She got a ton of backlash over the weekend because she put up a video that basically was like, if Pam, like, if I died. And it would be like Pamela's reaction, which was like, oh, she's dead? Oh, that's too bad. And then, like, it's kind of a joke, right? I'm like, I don't blame Brittany. Brittany's getting trash for that. I'm like, girl, you deserve so much credit. Like, if that, I was just thinking, like, if that were about Schman, because I'm very jealous and I love Schman, I'm very possessive of Schman, if that was another woman about Schman, I would be shook. Like, I feel bad for Brittany Furlan. Has anyone checked on this woman? I know they have because she's put out videos, but I hope she's taking some self-care and self-love and reflection because Pam Anderson basically just said, I really should have tried to make it work with Tommy, the love of my life, and played All these videos, like, almost in memoriam of how amazing their relationship was together. What? I could not believe it. I could not believe it. At first, before I watched the documentary, I was like, what is, like, Brittany Furlan, like, what is she, you know, it's just kind of a, like, is she just going after Pam for attention, all this stuff? No. I'm like, oh, my God. Brittany, I hear you. Like, that would be incredibly difficult. Incredibly difficult. Uh, But two things get to be true. I adore Pam Anderson at the same time I feel for Brittany Furlan because it's almost like how do you even create, I don't know, you know, how do you go out in public with with Tommy? How do you like do all that, you know, be like public and all that with him and, you know, know well that Pam Anderson's like madly still in love with him and had two children with him. It's not, that's not easy not easy can't recommend the documentary enough so good um you know one of the things I think is so likable about Pam Anderson is she does the documentary for the most part without makeup you just see her I love when stars just pull back the curtain there's there's just something so genuine and likable about Pam Anderson even if you are not a fan and um you know she has her own take on me too She's gotten a backlash. I mean, everybody gets backlash for everything. I'm so over it. I just don't even care. But you know, basically, she says like it "takes two to tango." That that you know the play. She says the Playboy Mansion wanted her to move in, and she was like, "Absolutely not. Why would I be moving in with a guy that was like 70 and she was 19 or something?" She's like, "No." And you know, she said she had a mother that told her any guy that's asking you to come to their hotel room for an audition, no, you know you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. It takes two to tango. This is essentially a quote from Pam Anderson. And if you go in there, you know exactly what's going to happen to you. And you do not go in there. Don't go in, which I mean, women need this advice. Yes, Me Too is changing. Thank God. But still, I mean, you, you have to also be smart and not naive. And, and I'm with Pam Anderson. I agree with that take. And then her mother always said to her, if, but if you decide to go into that hotel room, then you better get the job. Meaning you better give a hell of a blow job and get the role. You know, I mean, I get what Pam is saying. A lot of kids, a lot of people's parents don't talk to them like that because they feel like they shouldn't have to. You shouldn't. But then still, that's the way of the world. And things are cyclical. And men are, you know, some men are fucking sleaze bags. Like some women are sleaze bags. Anyway, I like a woman that sticks to her conviction and is also very transparent and very likable. It's, it's hard for anyone, male or female, to have all those qualities, and I feel like Pam Anderson does. Okay, we've talked way too long about that. Let's move on to Cheer. I've been a long time Chia fan on Netflix. They did a season one, they did a season two. Now, why is cheer ringing a bell because you haven't heard anything about it in, oh, I don't know, um, you know, what feels like eternity? Well, cheer, you know this because, of course, the guy went to jail um, for child pornography um, in season two, which followed it. Crazy, Jerry Harris, who is doing life, by the way, in federal prison, PS, for child pornography. Um, this show almost feels cursed to me now, almost is beginning to give me glee vibes. So now it's come out, Gabby Butler, who's been long time, one of the stars of cheer, cheer darling in the world, did blackface as an initiation at Navarro. The picture surfaced on Twitter. She addressed the picture, and she basically said, I didn't even know what blackface was. And this was an initiation that everybody had to do, team members that were black, white, any race, and she showed other people's pictures. Ladarius enters the chat. Does everyone remember Ladarius? Just Google these people because I'm still obsessed with their drama. Ladarius is very outspoken on social media, got into a huge um, kind of back and forth with – You know, um, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, what's her name? Um, I have to look her up. Cheer head coach. Oh, my God, what is her name? Oh, Monica, thank you. Monica. Monica Eldama. So, you know, a lot's come out about Monica being a bully herself. I think we can see this. I mean, Monica's tough, you know. Now, does she have love for the cheerleaders? Yes. Although Ladarius and others have said it's not as much love as the show is portrayed, that she basically wants to win. She's extremely competitive, and the rest of it, she doesn't really give a shit about. So Ladarius has come out and essentially now saying that he will not back... Gabby Butler. He won't support her. Other, other, another friend of um, Gabby's who is of color has said, "I've been around Gabby forever. I don't feel like she's racist." Other people did do this hazing. It wasn't right, but it happened. Ladarius has outed videos that the two, Ladarius and Gabby, were in a relationship. They were having sex, hooking up, and that's why he defended her for a long time. And he's not defending her anymore. And she basically has responded and said, fine, you want to – you want to get – like, go there. You want to start, like, getting down into the mud and the weeds, Ladarius? Let's go. Like, I've had it. What? I don't know. This is giving me cursed vibes. It just is. Where are their all careers going post this? Are we getting a cheer season three? I think we are. I think we are. I just – ooh. Anyway, I'm following that drama all the way to the bottom. <laughs> there you have it. All right. Um, brand new TLC talk tomorrow on the podcast. Always subscribe to The Sarah Fraser Show. I'm grateful for every single one of you who listens and comments and leaves me a review or comments on my Instagram. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Love you all. Bye, everybody.